incoming transmission. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. Scotty, beam me up. Resistance is futile. They're long and prosperous. Resume podcast, the show covering the entire Star Trek franchise in chronological order for fans new and old. I'm your host, writer-comedian Mr. Todd A. Davis. But today is a very special day. It's September the 8th, 2022. Star Trek Day! Yay! Star Trek Day! Uh, I'm actually sitting here in my living room, and I am going to be watching Star Trek Day live and commenting and doing a little recap after each section and posting this for you as a bonus episode. So, without further ado, let's get into Star Trek Day. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, so before we get really deep into it, let me just go ahead and give you some of my cursory thoughts. Uh, I am super excited for all of the things that will be presented here today. And I'm hoping for sneak peeks on Picard. I'm hoping for sneak peeks on uh, discovery. I'm hoping for uh, some fun stuff from lower decks and prodigy. And of course, uh, strange new worlds. If we get any uh, footage from season two of strange new worlds, that would be amazing. Uh, and gosh, it, um, if there's any, uh, if, if they're going to announce a new show, <laughs> today would be the day to do it. I hope they do it, um, but we'll see. So right off the bat, Jackie Cox and Mary Chifo on the purple carpet, they were fantastic together. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, my wife is a big fan of Drag Race, uh, so that was uh, really fun for her to for me to see her kind of light up about that that was that was pretty awesome i love that uh paramount's gonna match dollar per tweet donations uh to uh, the uh the folks that uh were big uh champions of uh some of the things nichelle nichols was um championing during her life i i assume we'll see a lot of uh a lot of nichelle nichols love today which um yeah why wouldn't you she was amazing. And uh, if you haven't seen the film uh, Woman in Motion, highly, highly recommend it. It's a it's a great watch. She was an amazing, uh, amazing woman, a great talent. And gosh, just gone too soon. Uh, yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart being asked right off the bat about Queen Elizabeth passing away. I, I almost... I almost got upset because I was just like, oh, really? Do you have to hit him with this right off the bat? <laughs> Thing number one. Can, can we can we maybe let the dust settle? I mean, <laughs> he's he's very British. He's very, very British. So this must be incredibly difficult for him. But I get it. He's you want him to weigh in on that sort of thing. So I don't know. I might have I might have let that slip by if, if it were me, but it wasn't me. So <laughs> but um 
you know, it was interesting to hear him talk about Picard season three being something to show that they've still got it. And for Jean-Luc to be able to let go of his past, you know, season two really delved with his past and his trauma more than than we've seen in anything else so far in Trek. And uh, he said it was a bit autobiographical, um, which is uh, interesting and sort of, I think, sets the stage for what's coming next. And I'm sure uh, my friends over at the Where's Bev podcast will uh, be very happy to hear that and uh, see the little clip of uh, Bev wielding a, a phaser rifle. Uh, I'm sure they got uh, I'm sure they got a kick out of that. So uh, but he also said that Gene sort of understood what he was doing as Jean-Luc and the direction it was taking. And it's really comforting to know that even when the show was mostly out of his hands, uh, Gene felt that it was going in a good direction. Maybe not the direction he would have taken it, but at the end of the day, it was it was good and it was uh, serving serving the purpose and still inspiring people uh, just as it is today. The people who say Gene is rolling in his grave right now uh, over New Trek clearly uh, don't understand what Gene was truly after with Star Trek and uh, may, you know, maybe they'll get it someday. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jerry Ryan up next, uh, you know, she got asked about being a queer icon, I guess, you know, with her and Rafi's relationship developing there in season two of Picard, um, that's become, um, you know, more, uh, more forward. But again, I think Star Trek, the relationships that are presented in Star Trek are uh, very complicated. You know, people are complicated. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so, you know, all all of the relationships have all been very complicated. Uh, you know, gosh, look at look at Troy and Riker. I mean, on again, off again. They, you know, it, <laughs> they didn't just hook up with each other. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, people are... People are complicated creatures, and uh, yeah, why Seven of Nine would be any different, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool to uh, to see you know her take that next step in the evolution, the character's evolution. And she actually uh, pointed out that uh, Seven actually premiered like twenty five years ago. It's like oh whoa, <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's longer than some of the cast members of Discovery have been alive. <laughs> That's that's crazy. Up next, we had, uh, you know, Lower Decks, uh, you know, Lower Decks crew there on the purple carpet. And they pointed it out. And I've mentioned it before, but I think the best thing about Lower Decks is that they take the comedy just as serious as the Star Trek. And, you know, when you've got a great balance of those things from an amazingly talented crew of people, uh, you end up with a really great product. It's kind of like. Uh, you know, when they decided to start taking Batman movies seriously and they got a good writer and a good director an amazing cast and a decent budget and you got Batman Begins and it was beautiful. And uh, yeah, it just shows, you know, when you've got all those talented people and you've got all the, you know, the best of the best of every aspect of production, uh, you set yourself up for success. And uh, I think that can be tied to uh, an approach to life for sure. (laughs) 
Then we got uh, Alex Kurtzman. Uh, and then he was asked if there was drag in outer space and he said, yes. So, uh, if you're, <laughs> if you're a fan of drag or if you dra- if you participate in drag yourself, don't worry, there's definitely a place for you in the future. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. That was a lot. That was a lot of fun, but they were talking about the diversity amongst the shows and they kind of pointed out that now there's kind of a star trek for every mood you know if you're kind of down you know you throw on some lower decks if you're feeling nostalgic you put on picard if you want to feel if you want to feel hopeful you know put on discovery and yeah and and so on and so forth but um that's really kind of cool you know we've got five shows of star trek running right now and there's another Kelvin film in the works, and uh, there's definitely going to be more shows, and def- definitely more seasons of current shows, and definitely more shows to come. Uh, so it's kind of neat to see uh, the development of Star Trek basically from 2017 to now, and then to think prior to 2017, it was just... It was dark times or no. Well, we had the Kelvin timeline. Kelvin started up in 2009, but between, I guess, the ending of Voyager. No, the ending of Enterprise, which was 2004 to 2009, which was uh, the first J.J. movie. Uh, Yeah, it was radio silence uh, for the Star Trek fans. But now we're back in full swing, swinging harder than than ever. And uh, I'm excited to see what's uh, what's coming next. Then we had uh, Kate Mulgrew pop up and she said that, you know, Janeway really shaped or reshaped her life. And, you know, when asked about the legacy of that character, she said uh, in short that it was a big responsibility. You know, when you're put in the captain's seat, you know, and you're sort of representative of whatever sort of group you identify with you kind of become the face of that within that franchise and uh you know first female captain it's a big responsibility and i think she's knocked it out of the park time and time again still knocking it out of the park on uh prodigy and i'm sure we'll see her pop up in a live action something or other here sooner or later at least i hope we do oh and then we got uh, melissa and babs uh showing up uh talking about strange new worlds it was uh they mentioned the weird shooting schedule and gosh if you want to if you want to take a look at what a brutal life uh it is working on a star trek show cat and i just came back from dragon con last weekend where we heard garrett wong talking about the schedule on voyager where basically they were in production 11 months out of the year and the two months off they were still doing things like costume fittings and makeup tests and all that and press and all that stuff. So Garrett said that there was really about one week where nobody was calling them. Nobody was harassing them. (laughs) And that's, Oh man, that's just brutal. So, you know, when you look at stuff that's on Paramount plus now the streaming shows, which are the seasons are half as long, you're getting arguably a higher quality content not only in production but in narrative but uh yeah it's much shorter i think the production tech has progressed so that certain things probably don't take as long 
But uh, yeah, it's still a brutal. It's a brutal schedule. Oh, and then we got uh, appearances from Robert Picardo and Bill Nye. Uh, those guys are just great. Uh, s- such a science power couple. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, they said one of the best things about Star Trek is that optimistic view of science and medicine. And, uh, you know, Star Trek has always championed that and will undoubtedly continue to. Folks, can we just go ahead and get a new Star Trek show? Where you've got uh, the EMH uh, as part of the ship, and you've got, let's just go ahead and say Bill Nye as your captain. Let's go ahead and have Danica McKellar as your uh, first officer, Mayim Bialik as your CMO, and Malik and Miles George as your helm and con officers. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun to have a bunch of scientists who are also kind of nerdy, you know, pilot this show that is more of a science show uh for kids i mean we kind of got the kid show aspect with prodigy but it would be kind of cool to see a a mashup of star trek and like bill nye the science guy with all these uh pop culture uh scientific figures and of course you you got to have an admiral in there so i think that's where we fit in uh neil degrasse tyson but that would be a lot of fun and they were saying that uh everything you need to learn you can learn from shakespeare star trek and baseball <laughs> that's that's uh, a fair point i don't know that i uh would completely agree with all of the things but uh, yeah that's a fair assessment for sure uh then we had uh, jess bush pop in uh you know talking about the legacy of playing nurse chapel you know after major barrett and you know part of her approach to playing that character is she is yes anding which as a comedy fan and occasional comedy practitioner uh to hear someone taking that approach to that character with yes and although she's playing the earlier version so it's sort of yes and in reverse (laughs) but it's it's really interesting and of course they also asked her about um if we will get more of Nurse Chapel's dating life uh, in uh, future seasons, which uh, is not off the table, I, I don't, uh, I don't think. But it was kind of interesting to hear some of the uh, romantic inquiries of who she may have been dating in the past, and uh, if we'll get to see any of that. Uh, she was also asked if she could sum up her character in one word for season two and that word was badassery so it's going to be interesting seeing strange new world season two i'm looking forward to it then we had james mckinnon special effects makeup artist who has been working on the franchise uh, since deep space nine and still working in the franchise on picard uh, you know, talking about doing the makeup and the makeup effects, they pulled somebody from the audience and, uh, he threw some, uh, some Romulan prosthetics on them and it looked great, of course. But I, the thing that kind of warmed my heart was to hear him give a shout out to, uh, Michael Westmore. And if you've listened to this show, you've definitely heard me mention Michael Westmore in our discussions of enterprise and the legacy of not only that man, but his entire family working in special effects makeup in the Hollywood industry and, uh, or in the, you know, in the Hollywood, uh, well, yeah, the Hollywood industry, they have a, 
a very long-standing tradition of being uh, movers and shakers in the world of uh, special effects makeup. And if you are looking for a fascinating read, just pull up Michael Westmore's uh, Wikipedia page. And the Westmore family uh, has its own Wikipedia page. You can pull that up, too. Uh, It's a fascinating read. Then uh, Paul F. Tompkins uh, sat down with uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, Jerry Ryan, and Michelle Hurd, you know, talking about some things uh, with Picard. As I mentioned earlier, Patrick was adamant about making sure that it's it's not a reunion. They're not getting together to, you know, have drinks or anything like that. They are going out there and doing what they do best. They still got it. Uh, you know, Jerry Ryan was talking about Seven's journey being one of finally joining Starfleet Uh, But now she's entering this new arena where she's already served on a Starfleet vessel, but now she's part of Starfleet and still looking for acceptance. I think that's going to be a really interesting journey to watch and see how she approaches that, how the character of Seven approaches working and living and functioning within Starfleet. And then Rafi, uh, played by Michelle Hurd, she and uh, Seven's relationship, uh, they teased that a little bit. But the thing that Rafi wanted to impart to folks was that she would be revealing a little bit of Rafi's journey within the, quote, criminal underbelly. So who knows <laughs> where where we're going to go with that. But uh, yeah, we got a little teaser and uh, we saw some really fun things. The thing that actually gave me... Uh, the opportunity to audibly respond was seeing what looked like a Federation building being demolished and sinking into the ground. I was like, oh, expletive deleted. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, there. Picard season three. They are definitely going out with a bang. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that is going to hit February 16 of 2023. So we've got that to look forward to. And yeah, uh, I saw on Twitter that some of the folks were having issues with their live feed cutting out. I wonder how much of that was technical issues or technical editing, because I think some folks were maybe saying things that they shouldn't have been. Uh, Of course, I think the first person to really get a, a dose of that was Jason Alexander, who started his message doing it in the voice of William Shatner, the over-exaggerated pauses and cadence of William Shatner, which I thought was, uh, it was pretty funny. I, I dug it. Uh, I love a good Shatner impression. That's always a lot of fun. Tawny Newsom uh, talking about Discovery season five, and that led into a set tour with Wilson Cruz. And we got to see Sonequa Martin-Green prepping for episode four. Uh, we got to see uh, Blue Del Barrio and Mary Wiseman uh, sitting there in what they call Margaritaville, you know, playing with a little dog. That was a lot of fun. And then we saw uh, we actually got to take a look inside the captain's quarters, Michael Burnham's captain's quarters there on Discovery. And it was pretty cool. And we also got to see some details of um, Federation headquarters. And there was a quote on the plaque. And I'm going to have to see if I can find that quote because I might actually have Kat do a uh, dramatic reading of that poem. It's actually pretty cool. So we might do that and throw that up as another bonus episode for you guys, maybe over the holidays. That might be fun. Uh, then we saw, you know, Anthony Rapp in uh, wardrobe fitting, 
and you know going into all the details about the wardrobe most of the wardrobe nowadays on star trek is so detailed they've got so many uh little minute tiny tiny details but you know season to season bodies fluctuate in size uh uh, height and weight, uh, you know, up and down. So they have to make these minor adjustments to the uniform so they fit just right. That was interesting to see. And then we got a little, little uh, snippet, a little behind the scenes footage of Sinequa Martin Green there on the bridge. That was pretty cool. And then we got a little teaser shot of her on a dirt bike wearing goggles. I don't know. I may try to throw that up in Instagram and uh, just see. But it, I mean, it's a cool shot never let it be said that star trek doesn't look cool <laughs> especially nowadays with all the extra technology all the you know top of the line uh tech and uh and storytelling yeah we get some really cool looking stuff so so uh they also put out there that uh you can get 30 days free i think a lot of the uh standard things are like uh seven day free trial six day free trial that sort of thing but they're actually offering 30 days free paramount plus when you use the code star trek day so i may uh put that out there on twitter or somewhere for folks to uh pick up especially if they're going to come on the computer resume podcast and they need to watch an episode <laughs> that uh 30 day free trial might come in handy and then uh, we also got a look at star trek online ascension which is coming September 13th. And the big thing about that is Wesley Crusher will be the Terran Emperor. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope, especially since he was the other, um, you know, with the things that were revealed in Picard, it might be kind of fun to see Wes take a more villainous turn. We saw him as sort of this crazy genius in the mirror universe stuff that JK Woodward did all the, did all the artwork for uh, those stories were beautifully crafted, but yeah, I think seeing him as the Terran emperor will be pretty awesome. And uh, I haven't actually played star Trek online yet, but I've heard good things. So I may have to uh, buckle down and just give it a try sometime. Then uh, Paul F. Tompkins talked with mostly Tawny Newsome. But Noelle Wells was there, too, and <laughs> she was a little more flustered uh, than I think she was. I, I don't necessarily think she was quite prepared to be on stage, but she got the giggles very quickly. And it was uh, very <laughs> it was very funny to watch her try to struggle through that, uh, but just adorable. And then, of course, we got a little sneak peek at uh, what's coming up in Lower Decks. One of the things that they said while they were there talking Lower Decks was that they wanted a live action movie. I think that would be amazing, uh, especially if you uh, get the right. I mean, like any other Star Trek movie, you get a decent writer, decent directors. You've already got a great cast. You've already got great sets and great design. So now we just put it together. And I think if they were to crank out a nice tight 90 minute live action movie. I think it could be a lot of fun and uh, I would totally, I would totally be there for it. Uh, then uh, we also got, uh, I hesitate, I hesitate to call it a comedy set, but we did get five minutes from Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn, if you're unfamiliar is a stand-up comedian. 
big, big nerd, big nerd from way back. But yeah, he, he voices some of the Packlids on Lower Decks, and I'm not sure how this came about where they were just, hey, Brian, you want to do a five-minute set? Oh, by the way, it's an all-ages live show, so you really can't say a lot, and it needs to center on Star Trek. That's a lot of rules. I mean, Brian's a pro, but that's a lot of rules to impose on somebody. I wonder if somebody maybe fell out and he was a last minute replacement. It looked like he was working off of notes, which, like I said, he's a pro, but maybe he's at a point in his career where a five minute set is not as workable as 10 to 15 minutes, like a feature type set of like 10 to 20 minutes. Those guys who are used to doing full hours on stage, a five minute set is not real. Well, I mean, there's two sides to that. The five minute set should be nothing like, yeah, I can put together a five minute set. No problem. Or the type of material you're doing is you've gotten so used to doing that type where it's too big for a five minute set. That could be one anecdote and fill a five minute set. So I don't know. It just didn't really hit with me, I'm sure some people probably dug it. He's Star Trek alum, you know. He's part of the he's part of canon. In fact, he even joked about canon. That was the one thing that I thought was kind of funny. He he joked about canon, but he brought it back to like an old an old trope of if I met my younger self and then, you know, took the easy left turn and said, "What is canon? Get out of my house," you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that didn't really work for me. And um, but, you know, it's fun. It's all good. I'm sure the people there watching, you know what? It may have been longer. It may have been a longer set. This could have been edited and we we just don't know. (laughs) So maybe he did do 10 or 15 minutes and all we got was five. All we got was the Star Trek five. So I don't know. Maybe they'll try something different next year. We had the little prodigy section where uh, Tawny Newsom talked with Brett Gray, the voice of Dahl, on Star Trek Prodigy. They basically showed a little teaser uh, that'll be coming out again October 27th. We've got uh, you know more folks from established canon making appearances. Folks like Billy Campbell playing the outrageous Okona. Coming back, uh, playing, of course, an older Okona. It'll be fun to see who else makes an appearance. The In the teaser that we got, we see uh, there's a little bit of a hologram Janeway versus real Janeway. And they're trying to uh, get the ship away from the Federation. So I, I'm not sure exactly what's going down, but I'm actually pretty excited for it. You know, uh, of the new Star Trek shows, Prodigy was the one that I was a little shaky on it was kind of like okay this is clearly meant for kids who don't know about star trek and of course i'm pushing 40 so i was like okay it's star trek i dig it but you know clearly i'm not the target audience for this but i enjoyed it but you know with this season two trailer i'm really looking forward to where they go with it next and uh, i'm probably gonna double down on my fandom for star trek prodigy and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next. And then we had uh, the Nichelle Nichols tribute section, starting with a moment of silence. And then uh, Celia Rose Gooding, who plays 
Uhura on Strange New Worlds came out and said a few words, and then they had a whole tribute video package that they showed. And uh, man, I know I talked about it a little bit uh, before. It was very sweet to see all the love uh, for Nichelle and her work on camera, of course, but also off camera in real life, you know, championing uh, diversity in the sciences, you know, really making a push for uh, minorities in science, especially uh, in the space program. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to can, you know, uh, beat a dead horse or anything, but it's, uh, it's, it's so important. And, you know, that's what Star Trek is really all about. Um, is that diversity and the idea that nobody gets there alone. Like I said before, if you're interested to find out a little bit more, highly, highly recommend checking out the documentary Woman in Motion, uh, where they dive into her life and work, uh, especially after Star Trek and with NASA. It was really, really fascinating and very inspiring. So to me... The biggest part of Star Trek Day, or definitely definitely one of the biggest parts of Star Trek Day, which kind of got glossed over. I don't think they really made as big of a deal as they probably should have with this. Uh, little backstory, tonight is the 40th anniversary of, or at least one of the viewings, uh, celebrating the 40th anniversary of Wrath of Khan. Arguably one of the greatest Star Trek movies ever made. Of course, it is the sequel to the season one episode Space Seed, where Ricardo Montalban plays Khan, nearly takes over the ship. I don't have to tell you guys the story. You're very well versed. But uh, yeah, the, the, the film Wrath of Khan was directed by Nicholas Meyer. And they brought out Nicholas Meyer... With no sort of fanfares, just and you could kind of tell he wasn't super prepared to be on stage for all of this, because uh, he had even a hard time like finding what camera he was supposed to address and all that stuff. But anyways, the long and short of it was he talked about the fact that after Wrath of Khan, he was involved in the writing of three one-hour specials that were supposed to be the further adventures of Khan and sort of continuing that storyline, you know, what happened to Khan after Space Seed. Uh, These scripts that exist somewhere, of course, never saw the light of day, but it was announced that they are being retooled to be presented in podcast form. And I'm super excited for that. I'm wondering who all they're going to cast. You know, I think it would be a lot of fun to see some of some legacy casting, obviously. But a part of me, and maybe this is just my uh, my own vanity, wanting to be part of the Star Trek franchise. It would be kind of cool to see some love thrown to the Star Trek podcasters. Hell, there's a dozen or so. Star Trek cast members who have podcasts and that would be great. I think they would be, I think that would be the legacy podcasting that I would pursue. But for the folks out there who week after week, year after year, in some cases are cranking out quality entertainment in the form of Star Trek based podcasts. 
I think it would be great to throw some of those folks a bone and say, hey, do you want to come do three lines in this official Star Trek podcast? I, I don't imagine anybody saying no to that, <laughs> including myself. But yeah, I you know I really wish they had put a little more emphasis behind all this. I, I assume that because it was just Nicholas Meyer and there was no, there wasn't a logo to present, there was no cast info, there was no details about the narrative at all. I imagine this is just something that just got greenlit. And the details are super secret and who knows, I I don't want to be a pessimist, but these things could still fall apart at any point in time. The fact that anything gets made, film, television, comic books, video games, the fact that any of it sees the light of day is just shy of a miracle. So I am looking forward to the Wrath of Khan. Maybe it'll be called the Wrath of Khan cast. Khan con podcast con concast yeah wrath of concast i don't know uh anyways but i'm i'm really looking forward to it but i'm not holding my breath just because i don't know based on what i saw at the theater uh for the 40th anniversary was it the 40th anniversary of the original film yeah uh there wasn't a big showing for that i'm not holding my breath that uh the viewing i'm about to go to tonight uh, for Wrath of Khan. I'll be surprised if there's a bunch of people there for that. So I don't know if I don't know if the fan base for Wrath of Khan material is still out there or if they if that's what they still want. But I don't know. I, I'd show up for it, but it's something that I'm fascinated by. I hope sees the light of day, but time will tell. Time. The fire in which we burn. <laughs> And then we had uh, the Star Trek Strange New Worlds cast, including Rebecca Romaine, Jess Bush, Christina Chong, uh, Celia Rose Gooding, uh, Melissa Nivers, and uh, I'll just call him Babs because I'll just embarrass myself trying to say his last name. Uh, the Doctor, uh, Doctor Mbenga. He's uh, an amazing actor. I, I'm. Just, it's just. I'm very tired. <laughs> but anyways, it had everybody up there. Uh, talking about uh, Strange New Worlds and what their favorite things from from Season 1 were, which, of course, ended up being a lot of our favorite things. The medieval setting, uh, Enterprise Bingo, the Gorn, of course. Uh, Melissa presented the, when presented the question of why is Ortegas so cool, (laughs) she had the simple answer of she loves her job and she's really good at it. And that was actually the sneak peek that we got was a little bit more behind uh, the the mind, the personality of uh, Lieutenant Ortegas. Is it Lieutenant or is it Ensign? I think it's Lieutenant. Yeah, I think she's a Lieutenant. But anyway, uh, we got to see her doing a log and prepping for a mission. And uh, it was a fun little teaser to see. And the big reveal for Star Trek Strange New Worlds is that in season two, the cast will be joined by legendary actress Carol Kane. I love Carol Kane. I thought she was absolutely hysterical on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So I'm really fascinated by uh, her casting and excited to see what she brings to Strange New Worlds. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. So that is my analysis and breakdown of Star Trek Day 
2022. I hope you guys uh, had a chance to watch as it was streamed live on Paramount+. Plus. If you didn't, that's okay. I'm sure all the footage is out there. I'm sure it will be broken down and analyzed thoroughly by the nerd collective at large. I, I'm really excited for a lot of the stuff uh, that's coming out. I've got a show dedicated to Star Trek. So yes, I am a big fan and really excited to see what's coming up later this year and into 2023 for Star Trek. Without further delay, let's get to uh, the closing credits. Paramount Plus for all the episodes. You can find me at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the socials. Be sure to like, rate, review, share, leave, leave comments, leave reviews. Share us with all your friends. Go take a look at our Patreon. If you like what we're doing, please consider throwing us a few dollars. And so I can continue to make this show and make it extra special good for you. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So from all of us at the Computer Resume Podcast, thank you so much for listening. Happy Star Trek Day, everybody. I'll see you in 10 forward. on Patreon and like, rate, review, and share on all your favorite platforms. Feel free to send us your subspace transmissions to computerresumepodcasts at gmail.com or at Computer Resume on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Computer Resume podcast was created and produced by Mr. Todd A. Davis. Our logo was designed by Will Martin and Justin Bishop. The opening theme was produced by Justin Bishop, and our outro music was provided with permission by Dronode. Additional music was provided by Mr. Todd A. Davis and Gary Horn, and the voice of Computer Resume Podcast and executive producer, me, Kat Davis. Hashtag LLAP. We'll see you next time. Going through a Star Trek. We're doing Star Trek stuff in space. We probably got some phasers and shuttle pods, and we're going to find a brand new race. How's that for a slice of fried gold?